This is Chicago's Progressive Talk. We interrupt regular programming to bring you this breaking news. Breaking news. Hal Sparks is back. What? I think it's important. This is Devin Tingle. Make sure you join me, the palacious one, Paul Shivari, the marvelous one, Dan Marver, and Sports from the Couch's Mike Mercado every Sunday night, 9 p.m. for the Sports Cubicle. But right now, we're clocked in for the House Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Mm-hmm. Right. Welcome uh, back. And that's, I, you know, I, I notice a, a huge drop-off in sarcasm when you're pitching your own show, Devin. Right. Just, you know what I mean? Like, huh? Like a huge, uh, like a, the, the, talk about economic. Oh, so I mean, seriously, you know, take it really seriously. Yeah, we've had a 7.8, that's a 7.8% <laughs> drop in, in sarcasm inflation um, over the last 20 seconds. Um, so um, cars, for example, have accounted for, and this is according to MarketWatch own thing, which is, you know, again, I tell my regular live stream viewers all the time, at infotainmentwars.com and uh, twitch.tv slash HalSparks, where you can get to just by going to fwank.com, F-W-A-N-Q.com, um, that you need, whenever you see an article, especially with an incendiary headline, that you're like, I, I don't know. I have a feeling there's a fish hook in this headline because it seems, in most cases, too bad to be true. That what you want to do is you want to scroll down, and depending on the the appetite of the regular user of that website or newsroom, if they're deep readers like the New York Times, New York Times assumes that their readers are will, can handle giant paragraphs, so they'll have big thick paragraphs. So it's usually paragraph three in the New York Times or even the Washington Post. If it's USA Today or in this case Market Watch, you're going to look at right like paragraph seven. Because that's the same amount of words. They just break it into more bite-sized chunks to keep you in there. And, and that's how the fun... I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to give away trade secrets. Motor vehicles accounted for 20% of the inflation rate in the last 12 months. Cars. Uh, new vehicle purchases have jumped 11% in, in the past year. Huh. Used car Imagine and charging truck prices, more for them. Yeah, new, uh, used car and truck prices are up thirty one point four percent. You can get more for your used car than you could. The person buying your used car will pay more for it. Thirty one percent in the year before the pandemic, and the year before that, and the year before that, new and used vehicles prices were roughly unchanged after adjusting for quality improvements. Which, by the way. Um, we have reached, if anybody has noticed, a the, uh, the narrowing of sort of Moore's law when it comes to cars. Once you get up, you know, into the area where a where a percentage of them are driving them th- themselves, all the other stuff that used to be luxury items, um, you know, like cruise control. Remember, like, a car with cruise control in, in like, the late 80s, early 90s? Uh, that was, like, that uh, that was, like, introducing AI. Look at this. I can take, I still got to put my hands on the wheel, but I can take my feet off the pedals. My ankle and my hip thank me, you know, on these long car drives, right? <laughs> Automated, you know, cars, uh, satellite radio, um, 
you know, touch screens, environmental control, heated seats, all the stuff that was like in like a plot point in American Psycho were available in a stock Tercel in 2007. Right. And so there's a narrowing of what that means to have a fancy pants car. Right. And hence, used cars retain their value because they have fancy elements that are lasting. There, there's nothing wrong with these things. The heated seat coils aren't going to go bad in the next 100,000 miles in a lot of these things. Um, yeah. So many, um, somebody's like dashboard uh, serves coffee, right? <laughs> the uh, <coughs> Well, cup holders. I remember when cup holders were like, a, oh, my God, that car has cup holders. Oh, that was a huge You story. know what I mean? And then it became, they were so ubiquitous, it became a joke in Bad Boys because Will Smith's Porsche didn't have cup holders. $80,000 car, right? Um, and it didn't have a, a cup holder in it. Um, so these, there's, a, there's been a narrowing of this. It's like used car value, especially newer used cars over the last 10 years, are holding their value longer. They, they're, they're, they stay comfortable longer. They're cheap. You know, some of the parts in them are cheaper to replace. <laughs> That's my cat, by the way. Um, what did he say? He played with the doorstop. He just went. Brrr. Oh, that's the best. So um, under, uh, understand that, like, if you if you watch Fox News or Market Watch or any of these things, you would think it's all eggs and gas. Right. Eggs, gas, beef and toys for Christmas. That is driving it. When, in fact, 20 percent of it is the rise in used car sales. And those cars, by the way, are still selling. The reason the used car truck prices are up 31 percent is because they were up 28 percent and someone had more money to spend. For a used car. Consider that for a moment. All right. And again, consider also that um, the used cars we're talking about are not. $60,000 $60,000 used cars, although some right. of them certainly are. Some of them are $5,000 used cars, and somebody with a car that they bought for $3,000, suddenly because of uh, COVID support and all these kind of things, could finally buy a car and even maybe even get a touch of a loan because they still had their job, even though it was on pause, for a car that was worth $6,000. And as somebody who had a rotten spot in the floorboard of my Mitsubishi Montero for the better part <laughs> yes. of two years where you could see the road. Um, I know the value of finally having that like over the hump three grand that changes your entire transportation picture. You're not going to be buying a Tesla. You're not going to be buying a brand new, uh, you know, or a used Land Rover or something like that. You're going to be buying... A, a used car that is half as old as the one you're driving and five times as good. Pretty much. But instead of looking at the, you know, the, the consumer confidence of the fact that people who had, you know, used cars on their last legs were finally able to get a, I guess, a, a newer used car that, you know, while its knees are squeaky, it's, the, you know, it's, it's got maybe another three years before its last legs show up, right? 
But that's not how Wall Street's going to look at it. It's certainly not how Republicans are going to look at it. And, but they're, what they're going to tell you is the numbers that affect everybody day to day, that uh, Washington's out of touch and this printing money is driving up the inflation rate and all these prices. Instead of looking at why, the fact that, A, gas prices fell off a cliff last year because no one was going anywhere and oil companies aren't notoriously friendly and will make up for that loss in revenue by oh, yeah. limiting supply, right? Which is exactly that's what perpetual. they did. They all That's right. And they will drive up until the consumer reaches the breaking point and says, I'm done, I'm getting a low-cost electric car. The Biden administration has set a goal to increase the amount of solar energy in the United States available by five-fold in the next 20 years. Five-fold. That's not going to come in big solar farms. That's rooftops of houses. That's federal and state tax breaks and, 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 awesome. and founding that. And that's a bunch of electric cars being charged off of sunlight and batteries while you're sleeping. Instead of driving to the corner... Gas is going to go up because of that, because fewer and fewer people are going to use it. It's going to be a prestige fuel for a few. Get used to the idea, and your life is going to get a lot cheaper, a lot quicker on the arc of technology. we got to take a break. We'll be back. Our number is 773-763-9278. There is other news to get to, but I always this, this one drives me particularly crazy, and we got to nail it a little bit. I, I can't let them get away with it. So, um, now, uh, you know, when you buy real estate, we were talking during the break about durable goods. One of the things they mm. see in the market, oh my gosh, durable goods, which need to be physically carried and therefore energy prices will affect them over time. That's the trickle down of the fact that oil companies are trying to make up for missed profits, right? And they are bringing those profits, you know, in by compensating for the losses they had when no one was driving last year. <clears throat> now, what, what do you think, Johnny Million, mm -hmm. the biggest, and, and you have to understand, listen, we're, we're talking about durable goods, we're talking about the real cost of stuff, and the idea that um, if you listen to the economic news in terms of inflation on, on any of the major financial networks, they're going to talk to you about the house, pri house prices, man. House pri housing prices are up. Um, where do you think they're up the highest in in the in, in the known universe in the and in, in the unknown universe, Martin? Housing prices. Know? Yeah, the the cost of, of real estate. Where is it the most expensive right now? From considering what it was worth, like the inflation price. J that jacked up from it was this price and now it's through the roof. I want to say Texas. And people in the chat room can tell me too. They're saying big cities. They're saying California. Somebody said Detroit. Um, what do you What do you think? I say Texas. Uh, no, 
No. There. Um, the most expensive real estate uh, and the, the biggest inflationary jump is in digital real estate. <gasps> the hell is that? A, a, a plot of digital land in the metaverse, the new uh, Facebook-driven meta-universe that people will get through via virtual reality and the merging of those things. A, a, a price, a piece of prime real estate. Um, now it was, you know, sold in, in these, you know, in sort of Bitcoiny online tokens, which will have a material, you know, uh, transfer rate. Sold for the equivalent of two point five million dollars a couple weeks ago. Six hundred eighteen thousand mana, which is a type of cryptocurrency used in what's called Decentraland. It's online. Now, how much was that? The cost of that land uh, a year ago, two years ago? That's eh, a trick question. It didn't exist. It yeah, doesn't exist. I was, was going to be my exist. It's not going to exist anywhere. It still doesn't exist technically. It's just dibs. It's it's uh, it's the equivalent. The closest equivalent is buying advertising space on right. a website that has a lot of traffic, knowing that certain amounts of traffic will go through certain places like Facebook sells ads on their stuff or like um, your favorite news website that, you know, on their front page sells ads or pop ups that are more expensive than the ones deep inside attached to articles. Um, $2.5 million dollars. For something that exists um, only in the digital realm and could be accidentally erased if someone spills coffee on a server is amazing. And that, I mean, if you're going to talk about inflation, I don't know why they don't bring that one up. Why are you not bringing that up? I mean, that's a 2.5 million percent uh, it's more than that because it was zero. <laughs> it's like it's, yeah. you know. And yet there will be businesses that will thrive only because they have a stake in the digital world that is effectively like private property that you will have to go through if you go through this tunnel to get to any of these destinations that become very popular in the metaverse. Um, I myself, after my live stream yesterday started building my own world in in meta in the horizons oh thing as a gathering spot thanks it's a little <laughs> it, it you know it's a, a little blocky right now it's i need some good texture maps eventually it's a little it's it, it, it's it's christmasy i will say that but in in kind of Dealing with this storyline and talking uh, to some folks about this kind of stuff and and the future of our world as digital mixed together with other stuff. Um, I have always tried to be sort of as much ahead of the curve as I possibly can. It's, you know, I dig your well before you're thirsty, as they say. And. And more of an exploration of what that actually means and that there are, you know, in the Minecraft world, for example, there are there's been entire sub industries of people who just do nothing but make Minecraft worlds that cost money to go play in. Right? 
That's where this came from. Where that's Meta did not come up with this. Facebook, Zuckerberg did not come up with this financial idea on their own. It was born out of Minecraft. My kid plays Minecraft. My girlfriend's son played Minecraft back in the day. They've been at it for a very long time. And be, and because of them, I know about I know more than I need to know about modding Minecraft because you had to do it by code in the <laughs> old days. You could just download about packs. it. I'm so kudos. It's a um, it, it's basically like a eight bit style um, gaming environment where you, that you build out of blocks. But people have used those blocks to make incredibly uh, complex you know, universes with giant buildings and temples and waterfalls and villages and all this kind of stuff. And you go and you basically hang around there and you can, you can buy your way in some are free, blah, blah, blah. Not, not overall the point, but that was an industry that did not exist. Sure. It was impossible and requires no external labor or the work of another human being. As long as you want to sit there all day long on your own, in front of your computer, tip tapping away. Roblox is another one. Roblox has become a huge industry um, on its own. Um, the characters look like Legos a little bit. They look like Lego head people, and you can make your own games within it. It became a, a like a an area where young programmers start experimenting, creating their own games, and then they became meme games, and then they became copycat games, or they'll make like you know a, a rip off blocky version of Call of Duty, a rip off blocky version of Almost all the games are tag in some form or another. Um, my my son enjoys a game that looks like um, a bunch of kids being chased by the it clown in a McDonald's. Oh my! And, and the guy who cool. made that, the guy who made that, paid for his car with it. And it's a nice car. These are you know these are in some cases really rich dudes. There is no slave labor in that. There is no. Um, you know, lack of paying programmers overseas to kind of pick up your slack for you and then sell it to, you know, at a profit. It's all you. It's on you. Something in a way that unless you own material land 1,500 years ago, you, you, you have no grasp at the open frontier that exists financially as far as your well-being. It's just... I mean, it, in a lot of ways, it is unfathomable to a lot of the folks that talk about economics these days. And anybody who's got kids who play Roblox or uh, Minecraft or watch, you know, famous YouTubers who game or mm-hmm. even play any of the games and look at how much Call of Duty as a game, for example, costs versus how much money people spend buying outfits for their characters over time. Right. Outfits that do that's not an exist. Option. That's, a, that's a thing. Oh, yeah. It's beyond a thing. It's the in many ways, the financial ba- basis of the game. It's how the game makes money. The, the sales of it is incidental. And and we are looking increasingly down a, you know, the barrel of a huge amount of our entertainment pastime and travel experiences being either virtual or augmented. And this is an area where the economy is presented with a new gold mine, a gold mine that only exists between the ears of human beings. Because 
It's up to you. You could, if you can think it up and make it up, you can do it. You don't have to buy the land in a lot of ways from anybody right now. Even the people who bought this $2.5 million stretch of land, they're going to get outpaced by somebody who creates a, you know, a, a, a digital tunnel that bypasses all of it. That They'll charge you a nickel, but at least you don't have to look at all these ads, right? Right. And, and to a lot of people, that'll be worth it. And it won't be a nickel. It'll be you know, five you know, mega coins or whatever. And you'll you'll get them for free from other people. So you'll just use those as pathways, you know, just like all these situations happen. And so you've got a lot of folks who are looking at um, the 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 U.S. economy, for example, infrastructure. How can we afford to spend all we're printing all this money that we're going to spend on infrastructure, the physical stuff you can't bypass. You can't just dream up. You can't just sit in front of a laptop and create this stuff. It has to people have to go out there and physically do it. We do not have an army of robots that will take care of this stuff. We're gonna get used to that idea in about 20 years that almost all physical labor will be eradicated. Then what? That's 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 the conversation. Idle hands being the devil's workshop and and understand that most of the Karens we've seen have a lot of expendable income. They have a lot of disposable income. You got to have some disposable income just to cover your van in that many stickers and still have money left over for <laughs> pipe bombs. Um, so th- there is a fascinating aspect of this. The um, the woman I was mentioning earlier, who's you know got the the Ark Investing woman or whatever, and, and they're they're kind of dunking on her right now because her long term investments are in AI, robotics, and that kind of and VR and AR stuff, which is going to pay off. It's, I mean, it's just coming. Get used to the idea. Don't even pretend it's not. Just know it's coming in rest, just like cell phones and smartphones. Just be aware. Look at it with like, like some people looked at Kirk's telecommunicator mm-hmm. and go, that's just crazy. And you'll be left behind. It, we now look at all the things in old sci-fi and go, oh yeah, most stuff that we see in sci-fi is going to make it at some point. We're not in a huge hurry, but it's going to get here. We're, uh, jetpacks are terrible, by the way. Stop it. They burn your feet. It's silly. Uh, you, what you want is anti-grab boots, and that's, that's, that's down the pike a ways. But that ends uh, all friction, and therefore transportation gets a lot cheaper. So anyways, the point I'm trying to make is, is that you have, an, you have entire industries that they're projecting somewhere in the next 10, some are even saying by 2024. I think that's a bit of a reach. It might be 2026 or 7. A hundred trillion dollars in new wealth and new avenues of uh, of making wealth 100 trillion dollars in these industries in the next 7 years much of it seeded by the way in the United States and 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 our partners like Japan and South Korea and Germany England, places that have really uh, the the Finnish countries and, and the Danish countries and the the all, where all the Swedes hang out, where it gets cold and they have a lot of time to spend indoors coding because it's freezing outside. All of those areas, you're going to see enormous wealth created in all in, in not just in virtual worlds and stuff, but in how AI affects medicine, how AI affects production, all those kind of things. It's going to be a huge leap forward in that with a hundred trillion dollars in revenue generated in the next, they're saying five years, I'm saying seven to eight, but because of the exponential nature, 
of of uh, of AI. It could it could happen in an afternoon. That's the crazy part. Um, I have the equation for that. If you ever want to hear it, just ask me. But the um, (laughs) (laughs) the the important thing, though, is that 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 money will not all be, you know, spent in the digital world. It'll be, you know, making people better, more physically fit, therefore able to travel, therefore needing roads and bridges and trains and cars and better fuel sources and better environments for tourism to go see. No one wants to go see a, a, something that used to be scenic and now looks awful. And and honestly, the Republicans want to tell you that spending $1.7 trillion on infrastructure in the United States of America is going to break the country? Because if a tenth, a tenth of these predictions are true, a tenth of them, our material economy doubles in eight years from $24 trillion a year to somewhere in the order of $45 trillion in the U.S. economy in the next eight years. We doubled since 20, since 2000, and that, short, that time will double. You know, it, it took us 20 years to double. It'll take us 10 years to double again. We got. We, I went way over the break. We got to take a break. We'll be back right after this short segment next. But don't forget to like and subscribe. Give a thumbs up. Um, I know this is a conversation most people don't hear about this kind of thing, but I always find it masked underneath it. And I was driven towards talking about this by an ad that the Wall Street Journal is selling on the very same Market Watch article that we were talking about um, before the break. We'll be back. 